the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen father in the name of jesus we thank you for another privilege to be in your presence the word declares that you have not asked the seed of jacob to seek you in vain so tonight we have come with a hunger for you we have come with a longing for you. We lay our dreams and our plans before you. Knowing that you are able to keep and to present us before your throne with a seeding jaw. The Bible said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. In all our plans tonight, we acknowledge you. Rule and be Lord over our plans. Rule and be Lord over our dreams. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you that your word is coming forward with understanding and power. Thank you that healing and deliverance is our portion tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let no one return the same. Be glorified as your word goes forth. Even in the lives of your people. In Jesus much less name. Shout a better amen. Shout a better amen. Please be seated in God's presence. You are welcome into our word encounter service tonight. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Exodus chapter 23 verse 20. Chapter 20 verse 23. Exodus chapter 20 verse 23. Let's read it together. One go. You shall not make... Say, you shall not make unto me. Say it louder. Gods of what? Neither shall you make unto you gods of gold. So God is saying that be very careful that you don't make unto yourself gods of silver or gods of gold. Don't. Don't. Exodus 32. Verse 30 to 32, Exodus. Exodus 32, verse 30 and 31. Good. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have seen a great, you have seen a great, and now I will go up to the Lord by adventure. I shall make an atonement for your sin. Verse 31. Let's read it together. One go. And Moses returned unto the Lord. These people have seen a great sin and have made them gods of gold. They made themselves gods of gold. Praise God. It says, don't make unto you gods of silver or gods of gold. But by the time Moses could say Jack, 
that people had already done it. Num Daniel 5 4. Daniel 5 4. Daniel 5 4. I want you to take these scriptures and mean them and relate to them very seriously because they matter a lot. Praise God. If you are going to live a fulfilling life, if you are going to live an impactful life, if you are going to have money and enjoy it, these are scriptures you need to know very well. The Bible said they drank wine and praised the gods of what? Oh, let's read it together. Praise the gods of what? And of what? Silver and of brass and of iron and of wood and of stone. And then the New Testament says in Matthew 6, 24, he says, no one can serve two masters. For he will hate one. For he, either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold on to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Turn to your neighbor and say it's not optional. He says you cannot serve God and mammon. So you choose one to serve. Ask your neighbor, which one is your master? Ask him, which one are you serving? Praise God. Last week, I began the teaching by establishing that God doesn't take our attitude towards money for granted at all. It's something that means a lot to him. One of the things God gets very angry about or gets very jealous at is our attitude and our disposition towards money. Money has a way of corrupting your heart if you allow it a place in your heart. So in the book of Proverbs chapter 23 verse 26, Solomon said, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. You can give anything. You can, you can give money. You can give money place in any part of your life except your heart. Praise God. The moment money gets rooted in your heart, your destiny is gone. Solomon lived a life where his heart was after God. The Bible says in the book of Chronicles, he said, and in the days of Zion, they sought the Lord. And as long as they sought the Lord, the Lord made them to prosper. But when you begin to stop seeking God and you begin to seek after money, then another story begins to happen. Your story shall not be a bad one. Amen. Shout a belief in amen. amen. We said God takes serious regard toward our attitude towards money because of three reasons. Number one, we said money, money nothing reveals our loyalty, our devotion and commitment and values like money. Somebody say nothing, nothing. reveals my loyalty, my devotion, my values and commitment like money. Yeah. So if you want to know what is valuable to you, what you are devoted to, what you are most loyal to. Look at the things that you spend your money on. Number two, we said money is an issue of concern to God because it's a principal contestant for the place of God in our lives. Somebody says money is trying to unseat God in my life. Say it louder. Money is trying to unseat God in my life. It shall not happen in Jesus' name. Number three, we said because of the devastating consequences, wrong relationship with money brings into our lives. When you don't relate to money well, you will not end well. 
Praise God. If you want to end well in life, be careful the way you relate to money. Many have destroyed their lives. Many, many have lost great relationships. Many have walked out of relationships they shouldn't walk out of simply because of wrong attitude to money. Money. Many have died prematurely. Many have aborted their destinies. Many have lost their families all because of wrong attitude to money. We saw how Mrs. Lot, because she wanted the lot things of life, ended up being destroyed. We saw how Achan and his family were buried because of their attitude towards the money. We saw how Apostle Judas Iscariot ended up dying prematurely on the altar of love for money. And we saw Uncle Ananias and his wife, how they ended because of money. May you end well. I said, may you end well. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we said, when money becomes your God, you are on the pathway to destruction. When money becomes your God, you are on the pathway to what? But unfortunately, most people don't know when money is their God. Money has a way. I mean, but money will not come and say, this is me, I'm money. This is the, my, my crown. Put it on me. I want to rule your life. No, money doesn't appear like that. It comes in a very subtle way. Praise God. And so we want to run through scriptures and see when can you tell whether money has become your God or not. Because most of us, we think that God is really our God. But in actual fact, God sees money as a God that is actually in charge of our lives. And anyone for, in whose life money is God may it be overthrown tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. We said that the first thing that shows money has become your God is when you are in love with money. When you love money, <laughs> you are in for trouble. Praise God. That's some people say, as for me, dear, me, me, I love money. Me pesca. Many There is a difference between me pesca and I love money anyway. Praise God. Obia pesca. I'm sure all of you like money. <laughs> There's a difference between loving money and liking money. But when you come into, there is nothing that should take your obsession or your love other than God. The Bible said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. God never called us to love things. Praise God. Never. And next week, next month, we will be looking at enemies of love. Praise God. Because when we don't know the things that militate against the love of God in our lives, we can't walk in through love. He said, don't love the world, neither the things that are in the world. That things, God wants us to love people and love him. The commandment to love is about two things. One, God, and the other is people. Any other person who, or any other thing in our lives that we give our love to is misplaced. And you always suffer for it. Praise God. Always. Number two, we said money becomes your God when you put your trust confidence and hope in money instead of God. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 
17. He said, charge them that are rich in the world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. Don't put your trust in it. Number three, we said, money becomes your God when becoming rich. Somebody say, becoming rich. Oh, may you become rich. I said, may you become rich. You put your hands down and don't, don't lift it up and become rich. Praise God. You shall be rich in Jesus' name. Because God wants you rich. But he doesn't want you rich at all costs. Don't kill somebody to be rich. Praise God. Don't fill forgery papers to be rich. Don't over-invoice and under-invoice to be rich. Don't overprice your goose. And profit you must make a year you want to make in a month. Praise God. When becoming rich at all costs and by all means. Becomes your goal for living. Money is your goal. Praise God. We said three things happen when money becomes your goal. Number one, you never have enough. Somebody say you never have enough. Number two, you miss out on great opportunities in life. You shall not miss out on your opportunities. When money becomes your God, you miss out on great opportunities in life. You will not miss your opportunities. Number three, when money becomes your God, it blinds you to the most valuable things in life. Praise God. Three ways to dethrone money and enthrone God in your heart. Number one, we say set your affection on. Set your affection on. Set your affection on. Number two. Put your trust in. And not in. And not in fleeting riches. Or fleeing riches. You can take the tea out and make it fleeing riches. Because money has wings and can fly away. Praise God. And then number three. We said avoid covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. Turn to your neighbor and say, be content with what you have. Be content. Be content. Part two. When does money become your God? When does money become your God? Number one. Money becomes your God when it becomes the most important thing in your life. When money becomes the most important thing in your life. Ask your neighbor, what, one, which, what, what is the most important thing in your life? Money becomes your God when it becomes the most important things in life. There are many people who don't know the most important things in life. And some of them may be here tonight. They don't know what is most important in life. The average person thinks that money is the most important thing. And in fact, the by the time you come to a place where you are so consumed with money and you see money as the most important thing in life, you are actually the most poorest of all poor men. Poor people think money is the most important. Praise God. Rich people see money as important, but they don't see it as the most important. Praise God. They don't see it. The people who have money and enjoy it, they don't see it as the most important in life. 
But when you are poor, you think that money is the most important thing in life. And you do everything to get it. Only to get it and find out, ah, <laughs> I think that there are some other things that really makes life worth living. When you don't have it, it looks like the most important. When you get it, then you realize that no, it's not important at all. Praise God. You see, when a person is speaking, you want to look at the background of the person. Praise God. The Bible said all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And we are told that scripture came through the inspiration of God into the heart of men. And many people wrote the scriptures over a long period of time. Everyone had his own unique characteristics. And all of their backgrounds are relevant. Praise God. In all of scripture, we are told the richest and the greatest, the richest, the wisest, and the greatest that ever lived in Old Testament times, before John the Baptist, or before the New Testament era, was Solomon. Praise God. So, if the richest man is speaking, let's listen to what he has to say. Proverbs 22, verse 1. Proverbs 22, verse 1. Yeah. If you must choose, let's take it together. One go. If you must choose, not riches. Take note. It's not riches. We are talking about great riches. Because there's a difference between riches and great riches. He said, if you must choose, I'm not too sure that is a like. <laughs> that is your most likely choice. Praise God. The average person is not likely to choose a good name. Money, dollar, is like this before you. In uh, Ghana must go before you. And they say, they've given it to you, they've not counted, they don't know how much is in it. And you are to choose, Mr. Honesty, from taking some and nobody will ever know. If you must choose. And you always have a choice. Praise God. You see, where people are and in life always is a product of their choices over time. You don't just end at a certain destination overnight. You end at a certain destination over a long period of time after you have made certain choices over time. And when the choices are good, eventually they bring you success. And when they are bad, eventually they bring you defeat, heartache, sorrows, and pain. I pray that the wisdom of God will guide you to make quality choices. Money is good. No doubt. Money provides us with food, shelter, accommodation. Money beautifies this place. Money pays bills. Money does a lot of things. But you will be greatly deceived if you think money is the most important thing in life. There are other things that are more valuable in life than money. Praise God. And if you get into scripture, you see a number of them. Many other things are more important than money. And when it comes between, he just mentioned one of them here. He says, if you have to make a choice, never choose money over a good name. A good name talks about excellent character. Excellent character. It's far more important than money. 
We live in a generation where there is a great deal of character bankruptcy. A lot of people are in church, but few are manifesting character. The person can be with you in church, but yet when he speaks, he's like Satan himself. Liar to the core. Praise God. Their name cannot be their name, neither their ye. And when it comes to monetary matters, say, as for me, when it comes to my money, it's a different thing. I thought you were a Christian. Praise God. It says, if you must choose, take a good name rather than great riches. For to be held in love and esteem is better than silver and gold. Seven things that are more important than money. Number one is the salvation of your soul. Somebody said the salvation of my soul. More important than money. Don't ever sell your soul for money. That somebody has taken your business, it's not working. Somebody takes you to one place and then business booms overnight. And in a short time, you die, you lose your soul. You are of all men the greatest of fools. Praise God. The Bible said in the book of Matthew 16, 26, he says, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world? As for you didn't gain the whole world, you just got business explosion. You didn't gain the whole world. You bought a, a Mercedes Benz. That's all. And you drove it to your grave. The Bible says, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world? That means, even if they gave you the whole world, the wealth of the whole world is not valuable compared to your soul. He said, is anything worth more than your soul? The greatest and the most catastrophic loss you can suffer in life is the loss of your soul eternally. When you lose your soul eternally, you have lost a great deal. Praise God. Number two is God's word. God's word. God's word. Most people don't know that God's word is more important than money. Psalm 172. He says, the law of thy law Math is better unto me than thousands of silver and gold. Somebody say thousands of silver. Say thousands of silver. So if you must choose, choose God's word over over what? Choose it over money. When you wake up in the morning and you are rushing, remember God's word. I told you we make these choices daily on the daily basis. You can go a week without the word of God. A day without the word of God. And you're okay. Because you simply don't know his value. In the book of Psalm Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11, he said, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. He said, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Verse, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. I like verse 10. He said, more to be desired are dead than gold. More. Somebody say more. More More to be desired are dead than gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Why is it that the word of God must be desired more than gold? Look at verse 11. He says, for them, verse 11 please. 
More by them thy servant is one, and in keeping them there is what? Great reward. The reward the word of God delivers is much more than any amount of money can give you. Praise God. More to be desired. More to be desired. More to be desired. How can you absent yourself from church for three continuous Sundays? All in pursuit of money. You don't know what, what the value is. Number three, righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. Righteousness. Proverbs 10.2. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing. Somebody say treasures of wickedness. Profit nothing but righteousness delivers from death. Righteousness. A life of integrity. A life of probity and accountability. <laughs> and easy. <laughs> Praise God. People who have no probity and accountability like throwing it about. But we are talking about integrity. Praise God. Where your year is your year and your nay is your... You say, I'm giving you, I'm taking this money, I'm giving it to you at this time. And at that time, you are not telling stories. At that time, you are not using the money for other things. Am I communicating here? Very important. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Righteousness is much more than money. I like it. Number four, wisdom and understanding. Somebody say wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding. Proverbs 16, 16. He says, get wisdom. It's worth more than money. Choose insight over income every time. The message version. Choose insight. Somebody say choose insight. Message. It says get wisdom is worth more than money. Choose insight over income every time. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. The Bible said my fruit. Proverbs 8, 19. My fruit is better than gold. Yea, thine fine gold. Proverbs 8, 19. My fruit. What is the fruit? The fruit of wisdom is better than what? Gold. Than fine gold. He said, my revenue than choice silver. Proverbs 3, 13 to 15. He says, happy is a man that findeth wisdom. Happy. Somebody say happy. It's almost a direct opposite of First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. He said, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with what? Many sorrows. On the other side, he said, happy is the man that findeth wisdom. You don't, you don't walk in sorrow and depression when you walk in wisdom. Praise God. Happy is the man, Proverbs 3.13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding. Verse 14. He said, for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof than fine gold. Then verse 16. He says, she is more precious than rubies. And all the things thou canst desire cannot be compared with her. Praise God. How is your value for wisdom? 
Number five, excellent character. Somebody say excellent character. Character. That's what we started with. Favor. Somebody say favor. Number six, favor. Proverbs 22 verse 1. He said, a good name, King James. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Loving favor rather than silver and gold. Listen, there are certain decisions that sometimes you make. They don't bring you money, but they bring you into favor with God. Those decisions are wiser, far wiser than any amount of money you can take. When Joseph had the opportunity to uh, do whatever uh, Potiphar's wife wanted to do with him, he didn't get money in return. The woman actually wanted to make him the Lord over the house. But he said, no, I won't do it. So in the house, in the context of the house, he lost his position, he lost his fame. Everything he had there, he lost it. But that singular act brought him into favor with God. Praise God. And that which he could not get from Potiphar's house, God gave it to him in the sight of the whole nation of Israel, of Egypt. I see God bringing you into great honor. Number seven. Relationships. Somebody say relationships. Say relationships. Relationships. When you are young and you are not so wise, you may not even be young, but you can be old and not wise. When you are unwise, you think that relationships are not necessary. You don't see the value of relationships. And a small money, you can easily fight with a friend for many years over it and lose it. Praise God. But I have never seen anybody dying and calling for money. Bring me my dollars. Bring me, I have an account here. I have pounds in uh, a GCB. I have uh, dollars in uh, Unibank. I have this here. Bring all of those monies to me. I'm going. When people are about dying, they look for relationships. They, care. they want to be with family. They want to be with friends. But when people are young, all they think about is money. No matter how long they've known you. If you taught their money, you can even be their church member. That's all. There are people who can leave the church if somebody offends them over money. They can leave the church. If you are not foolish, all the things you are receiving from here. Somebody of a little money, even if it's a hundred million, you are leaving a church like this to lose your soul over money. It's not foolishness. What is it? Praise God. I'm telling you. They can easily relationship matterless to them. I mean, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 8. It says, when you are far from home, you feel like a bed without a nest. Have you seen that before? If you travel, if you travel away from home and you feel, you feel, you begin to long, there's this home feeling, homesickness. When you are far from home, you feel like a bird without a nest. But verse 9, the sweet smell of incense can make you feel good, but true friendship is better still. You see, when you find yourself in a very strange land and you don't know anybody there, and all of a sudden, you run into somebody who speaks your language. How do you usually feel? Very good. Very good. Verse 10. 
That's what the man is describing here, verse 10. He said, don't desert an old friend of your family. Or visit your relatives when you are in trouble. A friend nearby is better than relatives far away. What I want you to see is that when it comes to choosing between great relationships and money, let money pass. The Bible says, for we brought nothing into this world and we can carry nothing out. When you die, no amount of money can carry you to your grave. Human beings will have to be around to carry your body and put it where it belongs. Am I communicating here? Don't destroy relationships. There are women who can easily walk out of a marriage when they see that there's a lot of where to gain. Divorce is more profitable than staying in that marriage. Because if you that the guy is not uh, this, now we've made a lot. <laughs> Praise God. Genesis, our father Abraham, Genesis 14 21. Genesis 14 21. He said, Now the king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Give me the persons. Somebody say, Give me the persons. The king of Sodom said, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. Give me the persons. They were ready to let go. Money, take the money. I want the people. Because listen, when you have good people around you, you can get any amount of money. Any amount of money. Any amount of money. People fight over money all the time. Churches split over money. People break away from churches all because of money. He said, give me the people. Take the money. That's, that's a wise, wise people. Wise people always look for people. Because it's people who make money. People make money. People make money. Listen, good people don't just come into our lives. God order our steps God that the steps of good people into your life. And so when relationships are, when it comes to relationships, you have to be very careful the way you manage it. If you don't manage it well, you will not end well in life. Praise God. God is a God of relationships. Relationships matter to God more than anything. He says, love the Lord that God with all your heart. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Number two, money is your God. When holding money to your head and the head of others matter less to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, money is your God. When holding money to your head and the head of others matter less to you. There are some people, they will rather pray for you. Even when they have money that can take you and do surgery for you, they'll pray for you. Yeah. You are sick and they know if they bought some drug for you, you will be fine. And food for you. They'll be praying for you. They love money too much. Praise God. They'll keep money to their head. They'll preserve it. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 13. Look at what the Bible says. He said, there's a saw evil which I've seen under the sun. Namely, riches. Somebody say riches. Kept for the owners thereof to their heads. You can keep money. It's not every money we save all. There is a place for saving. But when you are saving at the expense of people's life, 
When you can make a difference, you rather chose to save it. Somebody came to you in a dying need, has a med- medical emergency. And you are looking at your investment. That's for this one. You know, I don't have money. And while you are telling the person I don't have money, the Holy Ghost tells you, you know, you have this amount in data bank. The Holy Ghost brings it right there. You bind it quickly. It cannot be. It cannot be. We will rather lose lives than lose money. Praise God. The same scripture. Ecclesiastes 5, 13, 14. There is another serious problem. Holding riches harms the saver. Holding riches what? And look at verse 14. Money is put into risky investments. That turns out. And everything is lost. In the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. That shall not be your testimony. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 23 to 24 to 26. It says, give freely. Give freely and become wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper. Give me the, the New King James, please. The New Living Translation. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. People curse. I like verse 26. People curse those who hoard grain, but they bless the one who sells in time of need. Pastor, does it mean that we shouldn't save? Oh, it's good to save. Praise God. It's good to save. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20. The same scripture. He says, uh, the King James puts this one very in a very interesting way. Verse 24. There is one who scatters yet increases more. And there is one who withholds more than is meat. The hoarding is, the, is that part we are talking about. Hoarding more than is meat. Hoarding more than it. You remember the man who, uh, whose faith brought forth plentifully. And instead of giving it out for others to enjoy, he said, I will pull down my bands and I will build another. And I will sell my soul. Rest! For you have many laid out for you for many years. The rich young ruler hoarded money at the expense of his soul. Rather than give it to enter the kingdom, Jesus said, go and sell all you have and give it to the poor because the poor needs it. But you also need something very important that cannot be purchased with money. And that's your soul. The Bible said the man went very sorrowful. When he looked at his account, this kind of money, (laughs) he rather chose to maintain a fat account at UBA rather than enter into the kingdom of God. May you not make those negative choices at the expense of your soul. Hear me, you are blessed to be a blessing. That's, that's, that, that's the whole essence. As a seed of Abraham, you are blessed to be a blessing. He said, and I will bless thee, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. You shall be a blessing. Kingdom wealth is not for mere accumulation. Wealth without purpose will always be distracted. This, yesterday or last two days, somebody was telling me about Icote. That is almost gone because of drugs. Icote. How many of you know Icote? 
outstanding boxer. Made millions, but no purpose to it. Listen, wealth without purpose will always be destructive. No good purpose in sight. Now he's almost gone. When the person was telling me, I was almost in tears. Fine man. Blessed with enormous talent. The purpose of wealth is not unnecessary hoarding, but willing and purposeful distribution. That's the purpose of kingdom wealth. Somebody said that kingdom wealth is not for unnecessary hoarding. Say it. By willing and purposeful distribution. Not that you take money and just jump it anywhere. Put it in things that are meaningful. Change lives. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 to 19. 1 Timothy 6, 6, 17 to 19. He said, charge them, charge them, charge them. Charge them that are rich in this world. That they be not high-minded. Not trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things what? Enjoy. So when God blesses you, he expects you to have some amount of enjoyment. But beyond that, he says, tell them that they do good. The money is not just for you to chop. He says that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to what? Distribute, willing to communicate. The Amplify says, willing to share. Communicate means share. Fellowship. Wealth can it be a blessing or a curse based on where you choose to store it. Somebody say wealth. Can either be a blessing or a curse? Based on where you choose to store it. Matthew 6, 19 to 20. He said, don't store up treasures here on earth where mobs eat and rats destroy them. And where thieves break in and steal, store your treasures in heaven where mobs and rats cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Praise God. One way you store your money in heaven is when you give it. When you what? We are told in Philippians chapter 4, verse 16 to 17. For even in Thessalonica, even in Thessalonica, you sent from me for my contribution, for my needs, not only once. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Not only once, but a second time. Not that I seek or I'm eager for your gift, but I seek and I'm eager for the fruit that will increase to your credit. The harvest of blessing accumulating. That is accumulating to where? Your account. Praise God. When DKM collapsed, there were many people whose money was there. Some of them, they don't tight. <laughs> they insult pastors when pastors talk about money. You see? I'm sure when they were putting the investment there, actually, it's amazing how when you, you, you read some of the stories that happen uh, uh, of banks and people around the 2008 depression that hit the US. Then you see how everything can come crumbling down. 
People who not who will not give, God takes it. Praise God. One wicked decision by one wicked man, everything comes down. What happens when money becomes your God? What happens when money becomes your God? When you make money the most important thing in your life, brothers and sisters, number one, it draws you into distraction and perdition. Somebody say perdition. It ruins your life. He said, but they that will be rich. First Timothy. They whose goal and objective is riches by all means. They fall into temptation. They fall into a snare and into many foolish and hateful lusts. We drown men in destruction and perdition. You shall not be destroyed. I said you shall not be destroyed. Shout a belief in amen. Number two, it multiplies sorrows and heartaches in your life. When money becomes your ultimate goal in life, sorrows and heartaches will never depart from your life. Verse 10, he says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with what? Many sorrows. Many sorrows. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. He said, The blessing of the Lord make it rich and ask no sorrow with it. But when you accumulate money by your might, Bible says, In addition also shall be many sorrows. Sorrow shall be far from your life. I said, Sorrow shall be far from your life. Another version. The CEV says, The love of money causes all kinds of trouble. You shall not be troubled. I said, You shall not be troubled. There are people who cannot sleep at night all because they decided to consult something. They can't sleep. They can't sleep. And if you're a pastor and you are not sharp in the spirit and they bring their matter to you, you will fast until you die and they are still not sleeping. Praise God. Yeah, because what they have done, where they went, they can't sleep. They can't sleep. Hardly ever would they also tell you the truth. So if you are not assessing it by revelation or something, you will be praying and praying for life. Listen, Satan never gives anyone anything for free. Don't sit in church and get tired with God and be looking elsewhere. Whatever God cannot give me, may I never have it. Whatever house God cannot build it for you, may you not use anything to build it. When you're about to die, will they bury you in your house? I must build my house. Now, man, for who say my bobra? Listen. And so you do anything to build a house. People build houses, and by the time they are finished, they die. Bible says in the book of Psalm 16 verse 4 to 6. It said their sorrows shall be multiplied. Their sorrows. Oh, their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasting after another God. When money becomes your God, sorrows multiply. Every day, every week, every month, something is happening. Sorrows multiply. He said their drink offerings of blood I will not offer, nor take up their names in my lips. But I like 5 and 6. He said, the Lord is a portion of my inheritance. And of my cup, thou maintainest my lot. 
Verse 7. He said, the lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Yay! I have a goodly heritage. May you possess your goodly heritage. May you possess your goodly heritage. The lines will fall for you. All you need to do is to remain steadfast with God. Steadfast with God. The crave and the craze for money in our time is, is amazing. Praise God. Young men want to drive cars. Their fathers were driving in their 60s and 70th years. Young men! You can't tell where they are working. And yet they want to drive certain cars. It's only Sakawada can give you that kind of money. Psalm 127, verse 1 2. He says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that what? Build it. Except the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen wake but in vain. He said, It is vain to rise up early and to sit up late and to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Praise God. Number four. Number three, sorry. What happens when money becomes your God? God denies you the ability to enjoy it. Uh, and this is one of the things I like. God denies you the ability to what? Enjoy it. Listen, be careful when you are envying seemingly prosperous people. Particularly when their wealth is undefined. What are you into? I'm into all kinds of things. They, they cannot be defined. They cannot be described. I'm into all kinds of things. No. I, I bring this. I bring that. I bring that. All kinds of things. Human heads and <laughs> all kinds of general merchants. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, you cannot get money by unrighteous means and have the capacity to enjoy it. It's not possible. It's not. Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 1. See if he says, there is something else terribly unfair. This is Solomon. And it troubles everyone on earth. You shall not be troubled. Amen. God may give you everything. Money. And I like the word may give you. Because do you know that? <laughs> and do you know that? No, it's not everybody. Yo. There are people that go they say, your head. You can't. <laughs> Praise God. So to even go and get, God must permit it. God must permit it. Praise God. I don't believe money comes from the devil. Money doesn't come from the devil. Money, Satan doesn't give money. Yeah. Anybody who receives money receives it because God permits him to have it. The Bible said the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. The silver is mine, the gold is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills are mine. He said there's something I've seen. God may give you everything. Money, property, wealth. Then God doesn't let you enjoy it. You see the difference between those blessed by God and those who have gotten it through other means. Most of the time, is the ability to enjoy the thing. Praise God. 
I can see somebody in a lot of money, but every time you, you meet him, he doesn't seem to be happy. He doesn't seem to be happy. Well, you, you are looking at the day I will be as rich as this man, the way I will enjoy myself. <laughs> and this person who is fabulously rich cannot seem to enjoy himself. He said, God, you see, the ability to enjoy, eh? when you wake up and there is joy in your heart, never take it for granted. The Bible said, if they, if they serve me, they obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Many people have prosperity. Few are working in pleasures. And prosperity without pleasure is useless. What good is to have a, a lot of money and you can't enjoy it? Who did you know what I What was it? You have this wild car. When you sit in, when the, the driver who has never been to school sits in and is driving, he doesn't see anything. When you sit at the front and you begin to drive, then all kinds of images. What's the use? The Bible said God doesn't let him enjoy it. And someone you don't know even gets it all. That's a sense, that's senseless and terribly unfair. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 13. He says, And also that every soul should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift. Somebody say a gift. 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 It's a gift. Enjoyment. Enjoyment is a gift. Ecclesiastes 5:19. It is a good thing to receive wealth from God. And the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This indeed is a gift from God. And if your wealth is not from him, you are not entitled to this gift. Praise God. Hallelujah. If that malam whose uh, 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 friendship you responded to on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> not here. <laughs> Satan is a bad devil. <laughs> Sometimes they will send you the invitation at the time you have woken up to a bad dream. When shall all this end? And you pick up your phone and Anatia is there. <laughs> Dollars flowing everywhere. Do I or do I not? Praise God. Number four, when money becomes your God, what happens? When money becomes your God, you become poor. You will be what? You will be what? Poor. You become poor. You lose whatever you have. You lose it. Proverbs 11.24, King James, New King James, the, the King James version says, There is that that scattered and yet increased. There is that that withholded more than poverty, but it leads to what? Poverty. It will host more than his meat. It leads to poverty. It's a parable. Givers continue to increase. And most of the time, people who have gotten money from wrong sources, they hardly give. They always want to take you to that source. They hardly give. Hardly give. Because their money has been given to them so that they will use it as a tool to disciple other people. 
you shall not be poor. Amen. I said you shall not be poor. Amen. Two ways to dethrone money and enthrone God in your life. One, set your priorities right. Set your priorities what? Right. Set your priorities right. Set it right. Set your priorities right. God's place must never be given to any other thing in your life. God is first. If he is in your life, he is first. If he's not in your life, if he's second, he's not in your life. Third, he's not in your life. But if God must be in your life, he must have the first place in your life. Praise God. Yeah. You do your business after the order of what God will want. God is first in your life. He's first in your business. He's first in everything you do. Give God first place in your life. The Bible says, without me, you can do nothing. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. He said, by strength shall no man prevail. Praise God. Give God first place in your life. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be added unto you. So get your priorities right. Relationships must be more important to you than money. Praise God. Comments yeah. for. Being known as a man who is honest should be more important to you than being crooked and funny. Doing things that will secure your soul is more important. Number two, choose a lifestyle of liberality over stinginess. If money is going to be dethroned from your life, you have to... You see, people who fear money don't give. It takes a lot of faith and boldness to give. Because when you fear that you lose money, you won't give it. But when you have faith that it will come back to you, give and it shall come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. You always give. Choose a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's what? A lifestyle. Lifestyle of liberality. There is that that scattered and yet increased. There is that that withhold them more than meat by tender to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat and he that watered shall be watered also himself. He said, he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 22, uh, 24. He says, But the blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Blessing. The blessing of God will rest upon you. Amen. I said, The blessing will rest upon you. First Timothy 6, verse 17 to 19. CEV. He said, Warn the rich people of the world not to be proud or to trust in wealth. That is easily lost. Tell them to have faith in who? God, who is rich and blesses us with everything we need to enjoy life. You will have everything you need to enjoy life. And when you get it, he said, instruct them to do as many good deeds as they can and to help everyone. Remind the rich to be what? Generous and share what they have. This way, this will lay a solid foundation for the future so that they will know what true life is really like. You will know what true life is really like. You will know what true life is really like. Lift up your hands and pray tonight. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul. I choose to live for you alone. I refuse to live for money. I refuse to live for money. Money will not be my goal. Money will not be my savior. Money will not be my goal. Money will not be my goal. 
Money you will not rule over me. Money you will not destroy me. Open your mouth and speak to God. Thank you for our deliverance from the God of Mammon tonight. We are freed and we are set free. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to walk in liberty. Money shall not be our God. We rule and we ride over money. Thank you, Lord, that we command great wealth in our lifetime. Thank you for the blessing. One word, one word can heal any disease. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790. Or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our Word Encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Seranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you.